Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. And we're here to review the Disney Plus original film, Cruella, which stars Emma Stone as Cruella DeVille, Emma Thompson as the Baroness, Emily Beecham as Catherine slash the maid, um, Joel Fry as Jasper, Paul Walter Hauser as Horace, those are the two, you know, henchmen of Cruella. Um, Mark Strong as John the Valet. I felt like he was more than that. I felt like he was more than that, an advisor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's the main cast. So Cruella tells the story of the iconic villain from 101 Dalmatians, um, how she came about, how she became the iconic villain of Cruella. But yeah. What did you get from the film Cruella? So I thought uh, it was a pretty interesting uh, adaptation and uh, prequel to the Cruella that we all know and love. Um, I think it answers some questions and it brings up more if we're to believe that this is the same one that becomes a cartoon version that we all know. Um, but I feel like they did a good job uh, bridging that gap. I know some people thought the accent was weird, but um, it was uh, it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. It it was wholesome. It made you feel a little bad for the character. Um, it gave her more uh, depth than I think she's had um, in a lot of the other adaptations after the book. And uh, it was a nice watch. Yeah, I, I definitely think it was a nice watch. Um, <clears throat> I actually liked it a little more than I thought I would. Um, okay. At first, I didn't know exactly where it was going. Um, I mean, it was a little, if I could compare it to a Netflix film, Enola Holmes-like, it, it kind of felt like okay. that at first. <laughs> yeah. But um, it got more interesting as she grew to become the Corella that we knew. And... Um, you know, it was very interesting. You, you know, you got a lot of fashion stuff. Um, not mm -hmm. really stuff that I care about that much, but sure. they made it pretty interesting. Um, and you saw her development into the iconic Cruella that we know. Yeah, yeah. I think um, all that. They did a good job of bringing in the fashion elements as well as the dogs. and Maybe while we find out why she doesn't like Dalmatians, um, well, the hair is most interesting, just being born that way. Okay, get it? The black and white hair. That's how she was born. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit of a twist with her parents' situation um, and kind of how she becomes crazy. I felt like some of it, like The Devil Wears Prada, or that movie, um, you know, being the person that works for this huge fashion designer and they're like, the meanest person in the room and you're the coffee girl and you work your way up. And, um, that was pretty interesting. Her revenge is pretty interesting. 
if anything that was unbelievable, I thought the her henchmen, who in the at least in the story and the that we know as her henchmen are really her equals in this, her friends. Um, they kind of just follow around, do what she says, just because. And like, I get that's loyalty. Um, but I don't know if they break out that way in real life. Um, but there's a lot of comic relief as well, and they did some of that. Um, but it didn't feel cheesy. It didn't really feel forced. It felt like a unique story, which is, which is sometimes hard to do with these um, live adaptations. Yeah, because you already have really you already had a live adaptation of uh, Dalmatians movie, the hundred and one, you know, hundred and two Dalmatians, with Glenn Close playing um, Crow the Bill. And yeah, this one's a really different take. Those still feel more cartoony. This feels a little more real life. Yeah. Um, and it's also rated PG-13. So um, yeah. I guess Disney, they want to continue the train of <clears throat> making their most popular animated movies into um, feature films or real life films. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I thought it was actually pretty good not 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 bad um i didn't know what to really expect from this i did i did see some promotional stuff on mm-hmm. you know youtube with the trailers and everything but really 101 dalmatians isn't really a disney movie that i think back and say hey let me go watch this you know i really enjoyed this as a child now i, I mm-hmm. did enjoy it but it's not one of my favorites sure yeah, I think um, I think I enjoyed the the, old, the older live action ones a lot. Growing up, uh, they're pretty funny, um, you know, and a lot more dogs in those. You know, I, they were more dog centered. I think that was like the the heyday for the, the uh, was Air Bud movies. So you had all these dogs doing all this cool stuff. <laughs> and in this, yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it was a big deal. So back silly. Then. Golden Retrievers. They just do everything. Airbud plays football, Airbud soccer, Airbud flies, Airbud swims. <laughs> I don't know why that was a thing in our history. I, so silly. <laughs> I, yeah, just go retrievers, all we care about. Um, <laughs> then he had puppies. Airbud pups go to Christmas. Over the, yeah, it's a lot. And You've seen all of them, right? I, unfortunately, <laughs> I could pro- I've probably seen them all. I you'd probably turn one on, and I'd know exactly what was happening. I don't know why. Wasted brain space, um, but you had more of that in those films. This one, I think, most of the time the dogs are animated, which was kind of like a letdown in some ways. Like I get why, but it would have been nice to go, you know, have that again. Train dogs, do all these tricks and stuff. No, they're really. But fake. I guess for the they yeah some of this are really fake in some of the scenes um like you could tell it was a green dot that they were looking at um and they said that's a dog <laughs> just look in that direction <laughs> and it'll be fine um but other than that they thought it was pretty good yeah um but those dogs do look really fake and they try to cover it up with a lot of those scenes being at night <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, especially the Dalmatians. They look the fakest. Uh, I don't. I don't think they have a real Dalmatian on set ever. Um, the other dogs, I feel like they were real, um, and they just animated some parts. But those Dalmatians, I don't think they ever existed. Uh, <laughs> no. they, um, especially when they first show like, up. 
<laughs> you know how in those old games where you like get to run after something and it'll be further away from you or further to you based on if you mess up or something like that. I feel yeah. like like Temple Run. I thought <laughs> these dogs were taken right out of Temple Run because they were running and they're running at a good speed, but it just felt like they were actually just floating over the landscape, <laughs> like because they just weren't there. That wasn't real. <laughs> that took away from the film a little bit. Well, yeah, it kind of did, um, especially when we first see them. But let's go ahead and get into the story. So, um, Cruella, you know, she's born. Um, she gets into a lot of trouble at, at school. Nobody really likes her. She does have this one friend. She's not really that important as a character. She, the, the friend shows up here and there, but, I mean, the movie would have been the same without her. But uh, her mother, you know, tries to put on the right path, but Corella constantly gets into trouble, and she's about to get sent off, or actually, <clears throat> she's about to be expelled. But before then, she's withdrawn from the school, and her mother wants to take her somewhere else, like to some distant school. But first, she needs to go see a friend, the mother, and um, it's this rich person's house, and um, the mother meets with her, but Cruella is supposed to stay in the car while her mother meets with um, this person. But, you know, Cruella, she just cannot stay out of trouble, so she goes out into this big house because there's this big party going on, big ball, and she gets mixed up in some things, and some Dalmatians start chasing her. She runs outside towards where her mother is and the Dalmatians jump over her <laughs> to go towards her mother and they push her off the cliff and right. her mother dies. And she feels like she is the cause of her mother dying. Now, at this point, I thought that, I was like, why did the Dalmatians just jump over her and not right. get her? What do you do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but we do find out later on. But I mean, at this point, it was still kind of interesting. Still gave me that Anola Holmes vibe, um, maybe because she was just younger. But at this point, Corella she runs away um, because she has no other family. She wakes up on um, this bench where she finds Horace and Jasper, a, young, a younger version of them. Um, mm -hmm. She befriends them, and they become master thieves, just stealing from everybody that they see. And that's how they're able to survive. Right. Um, and that goes on for a while. They kind of, um, you know, Harley Quinn vibes a little bit. I felt like, you know, just doing the bad thing just because you can. And um, one of her friends said, you know, they're doing all these different disguises like Scooby-Doo when they're robbing folks. And um, he thinks she's really good at it. She obviously wants to be a fashion designer. And he lands her a job at this, uh, at the Baroness um, fashion company where she can, you know, start. I mean, she, he sneaked in the application to get her hired, but she does. So she's a maid and is begging the boss to move her up. Um, you know, just she can start designing stuff here and there, you know, trying to be honest about everything. Um, and through some shenanigans, 
um, she has skyrocketed to the top as a one of the top designers for the Baroness. Yeah, so the Baroness is, you know, this uh, kind of uppity woman who, you know, gets whatever she wants and talks to anybody however she wants to. Um, but she's really into fashion and looking good. So that's where she hires Estella. That's what Corella is going by at this point, Estella. And um, she's kind of like her right-hand fashion person. Um, right. And Estella works her way up to become, you know, this big fashion designer. Um, I'm trying to see where she kind of had the alter ego of Cruella. Um, so Cruella did have this mean streak though, when she was a little kid. And, you know, her mom said, you can't be cruel. Um, and gave her kind of this nickname Cruella. She said, that's not you. You should be nice. And as she gets older, um, she is this nice person besides stealing stuff. Um, and she dyes her hair red. Um, so it's not as weird, not this half white, half black, how it was when she was born. And, um, you know, she is working at this place and um, as a maid, and she just one day gets fed up. She's like, I hate being a maid, that she'd be like, crap, literally. Um, she gets drunk, stays behind, and trashes the place, and trashes this one display. Um, and she does this, and the Baroness happens to be coming the next day, and she actually likes the display, likes how it looks, and says, where is she? I'll hire her to be mine from this department store because you all are wasting your talent pretty much. That's what she starts working for. Now, her alter ego, Cruella, is not, yeah, as a kid, it was just this cruel person. But it turns into this over-the-top, um, really, copy of the Baroness, kind of stealing her mannerisms, how she speaks, the way she walks, um, the way she treats people. It's kind of where she gets this behavior from. And it adapts into this alter ego of Cruella, reminding me a little bit of the Joker, Harley Quinn. You know, she paints her face white sometimes just because um, I think that was just an ode to the character in the cartoon. She has a really pale white face. Sometimes even purple face, I think. Um, but I was like, okay, that's it's an alter ego um, or maybe a split personality because she is a little crazy. Um, but not crazy how she was in the comics, or the comics, in the book, <laughs> or in the um, animated series. Because in those, she was crazy about those puppies. She wanted to take them, kidnap them, steal their fur, and make coats. Um, but in this, she's a bit just uh, just mad at the world for taking advantage of her, and she's getting payback. And that's kind of where the mean streak starts. Yeah, so she sees this necklace that her mother used to have, but the Baroness has it. And um, she devises this plan to steal it so she can, you know, I guess, avenge her mother in a way. Right. Um, I'm trying to make the connection to, besides that, you know, just getting the necklace back. Mm -hmm. What was the whole point? <laughs> Well, I think it was really just um, she thought the Baroness thought she's better than everybody else, treated people like crap. And Crella was one, jealous of that because she thought she was pretty good. 
but also the fact that the Baroness wasn't really making her own designs. She was just taking from those working for her. And Coral thought she could do it better. Um, so she's like, you know, I I can do this better than you can. And uh, I'm going to take over. But also the fact that she remembers that um, her mom died. Um, and she didn't know it was a cause by the Baroness at the time. Um, but she just had that, I think it was just really bad vibes from her and her mom was kind of fuzzy and why it happened that way. It was her dogs that did it. Um, but also just the way the Baroness treated people and stole their ideas um, when Krilla knew she was better. So in a way, I feel like I get why you're kind of like, what really was, what set her off? Um <laughs> Because I think it was kind of just being jealous, copying this person, um, and wanting to be the best of the best. Um, but also, just the writers in the creativity room being like, we want a live-action Dalmatians again, but how can we do it different? Let's just make up this whole backstory on Cruella. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of a stretch. Yeah, it was. I mean, while I was watching it, I got it, but trying to recall, like, the whole motivation, it was kind of fuzzy there. Yeah, I definitely, I get that. Because it's cause she's doing all this stuff, and we don't know that the Baroness is really the reason why her mom died um, until later on. So it is kind of fuzzy why she just hates on this woman um, <laughs> for no reason. Because she also, she's looking for her approval, um, and she gets that because she goes to her as Estelle, and it's like, so, Estella. And um, she asks, how do you feel about this Cruella person? And she says, well, she's actually pretty smart. She's brilliant. Estella is smiling because it's about her. But then she says, she's obviously made it where it's me or her. So I'm going to choose me. And it's like, she gets down on herself. It's like, what do you think was going to happen? She's going to be like, oh, she's awesome. I'm going to work with her. No, you've waged a war against this woman and her entire empire. So this is kind of what you get. So I felt like it was a little uncalled for. But then you find out what really happened. And it's like, okay, be mad now. Yeah. Um, and the way that she kind of finds out that the Baroness killed her mother was just from, I guess, trying to remember even harder. No, no, no it was the valet told her. Wait. No, no, he told no, her that. That was about the, her life story. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm trying to remember. Oh, I know what it was. It was um, a the whistle, because she saw her blow the whistle one day. The dogs came directly to her, and she said, she remembers hearing that whistle, and that is why those dogs pushed her mother. Yeah, so it was just remembering a little harder. Right. Feel like a Batman moment, I feel like. A brain blast, <laughs> Jimmy Neutron. Brain remembering blast. things from a perspective <laughs> that you didn't see them. Yeah, that's true. Um, it would have been nice to give us like that Sherlock Holmes, you know, the, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> that different perspective. Detective style. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Walking through a memory. Yeah. That would have been nice, you know. But um, I mean, they did give us the flashback, but uh, I mean, it, it wasn't done with the same flavor. Uh, sure. But. Um, yeah, we, we find out that the Baroness is the one who actually called the dogs on 
um, Cruella's mother and pushed her off the ledge. That's why they jumped over Cruella. I'm not sure if they were like after Cruella the whole time because they were chasing her initially. Um, I think they were after Cruella the whole time until they heard the whistle. Then they kept running. I think that's kind of how it happened. Again, a stretch, but <laughs> okay. Uh, CGI. Dogs. That's they're going for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have the okay. worst from their running. For the whistle, <laughs> yeah, um, they look really bad. Um, it's <laughs> they couldn't train any dogs for this one. Um, I guess not. I mean, and they made yeah. the point where she didn't use real fur, so I mean, they could have used real animals. I'm not sure why they didn't. And I mean, that, that's the biggest reason why I guess Corella does not like Dalmatians because Dalmatians killed her mother. But um, yeah, at this point, that's when uh, Corella decides to seek total revenge against the Baroness. So she wages this fashion war with the Baroness by, you know, staging her at, a, at her own events and, you know, uh, stealing some things. But then the Baroness has her supposedly killed, but she's saved by the valet which he's more of like an advisor than a, than a valet. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, advisor, personal assistant. That. Never saw him in a car. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know why they listed him as that. Um, but yeah, uh, he's basically been looking out for Corella since the beginning. Um, so, the necklace that she stole from the Baroness has a key in it to this box with all the secrets of Corella's life and her existence. And uh, Corella finds out that the Baroness is actually her mother and she gave her away or actually wanted her disposed of when she was born because the Baroness did not care to have any children, but the Baroness's husband um, was happy to have her, but he passes away. Uh, Corella is supposed to be taken care of, like, you know, out of the picture, but the valet, what was his name? I, I want to call him Jarvis. Yeah. It's disrespectful to John. call him the valet. What was his name? John the valet. <laughs> I'm just going to call him John, because that's just disrespectful. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he was the one who took Corella away and gave her to what Corella knows as her mother, which she was a maid at that point, um, and raises Corella to be, you know, what she is now. And that's when uh, Corella decides to, you know, keep going back for revenge and sets up the Baroness to tell all about what she actually did and you know see her or see the baroness actually commit murder by pushing corella off of the ledge the same ledge that her mother was pushed off of but this time corella has like a parachute or whatever so she's ready for it and she's reborn as corella actually she's pushed off as estella and reborn as cruella yeah um a little confusing there 
but um, well, yeah, it, and they went. They had they. That was the one point they had to go back in time and replay it from different perspective with narration to kind of explain how she. But it all happened too fast. She's pushed off the cliff into a into the sea. He immediately came back dry in a different outfit while the police were still there. It was too quick to be to be real, but. But I liked the effort. It was interesting. I wasn't expecting it. Uh, obviously, I knew she didn't die. Um, but they pulled like a Clark Kent Superman. We killed my alter ego. And uh, now we have this hero, or in this case, the villain. Um, and she lives. And because she is the heir to this throne and the Baroness is taken to jail, she, and she went and willed all of the things to Cruella DeVille in that name um, so that she could be reborn as Cruella and take over this empire and this money and mansion and things like that. So it was interesting way, a roundabout way of becoming Cruella DeVille that doesn't explain why she's so evil in the cartoons but I guess this is a different version <laughs> of the alternate universe. So Because she's really not that evil. She was just vengeful and justified I'd argue. Well, yeah, when it came to going at the Baroness, but she was yeah. pretty um, disrespectful to her later on henchmen. Or yeah, but they 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 didn't fight back. Like they don't have to work for her. They can go. <laughs> they can go home. What? <laughs> but they saw her as family. Yeah, but I mean, if my family was out murdering people, I'm not sure I would just be like, "All right, I'll drive the car." <laughs> <laughs> No, but they were stealing from people since the beginning. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because even uh, what's his name, the bigger one, Horace. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, she said the the, the family word," so you know they, they couldn't resist. Um, I guess so, Martha. <laughs> Another Martha moment. <laughs> I'll do anything for that name. <laughs> Why'd you say that name? <laughs> no, we have to work with her. Um, yeah. But little did they know they would be treated as peasants later on. Help. <laughs> um, and they found her. Yeah, gave her a home. Um, Ungrateful. <laughs> well, they need to stand up to her. I mean, what can she really do? She doesn't have any powers. None at all. Hit him with a stick. And she really did that. <laughs> but that whole fight scene, I'm not even going to talk about that. I'm not even going to talk about that fight scene. That was, that was ridiculous. All she had was a cane. And she was beating people. What? That, that was a bit... I you know they had to have a fight scene, you know. I didn't. I didn't know that it wasn't necessary, and it was really a fight scene. <laughs> but they did. She, um, <laughs> she's beating up these grown men <laughs> with a stick, <laughs> slowly, <laughs> with commentary <laughs> in real time. Uh, um, it was it was odd. And then her alter ego, Cruella, has his voice. Um, which I don't think the voice is necessary. I don't know how you felt about it, but it just, it was weird. 
Well, I mean, it, it didn't really affect me. I just kind of went on the ride for this one. Um, now that I'm talking about it more and explaining it, um, it, it does knock it down some ticks for me. But while I was watching it, I enjoyed it. I agree. <laughs> while I was watching it, I did enjoy it. Emma Stone's great. Emma Thompson, love her. Um, so great acting was happening. But the voice wasn't over the top, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think we had two great villains, or one one villain in the making and the current villain playing very well. Yeah, I agree. But I, I think it's still a good interpretation of Cruella. I I really can't see them making a second one. They shouldn't. This is not like <laughs> a Maleficent, you know, kind of thing. No. But, no. you know, the, they should end it here. Let's not get another one of these. I enjoyed yeah. it for what it was. I agree. Um, yeah. they. We already have a, a, a live action Dalmatians movie. And Cruella has always been the main character of Dalmatians. So we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're good. You know, let's let's move on to something else. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else they have up their sleeves, but uh, oh yeah, probably the Little Mermaid. I mean, it, it feels like a long that time. Is yeah, it feels like it's been a long time since we've like talked about that. Or like, I feel like some of these films, like people are really excited about. So whenever like they announce they're doing like casting auditions. We get the news about them. And other ones, like, no one really care about. So we hear about it whenever it's ready. <laughs> well, that's how I kind of felt about this one. Um, I yes. remember, you know, like, the poster with her holding the dogs, um, Emma Stone. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it looked interesting, but I guess the animation or the animated movie wasn't one of my favorites, so I didn't really care that much. So... Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to really expect going into this one, but I enjoyed sure. it for what it was. And, um, you know, I'm still up for these live action Disney films. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to do The Little Mermaid. Is it going to look like Aquaman? Or, I don't know. <laughs> or, like, are they going to spend less time under the water? I don't know. I hope they don't. I hope they <laughs> figure out how to make the water actually actable. I mean, they did it interestingly with the air bubble thing with Aquaman. So we'll see. Yeah, but a lot of those characters in Little Mermaid are actually fish. So. Right. Yeah. Almost like they're probably <laughs> going to stay under the water and just talk and we'll just be able to hear it somehow. Like the water won't Am be I a factor. Imagine, um, I forgot the girls' names, but you know, the singers, uh, I, she's on um, Grownish or whatever. Imagine her talking to a CGI fish. Well, I don't know how to do it. We'll be more realistic. We'll flounder not talk. Maybe. <laughs> so that shit. But, but a lot of these live action films are cutting out those goofy characters anyway. But, like Mulan had no Mushu. But how do you cut it out? That's like most of the characters. I don't know. Maybe, 
Uh, Sebastian has to be in it, though. Or maybe he's a person now. I don't know. <laughs> no. Maybe that maybe King Triton sends Sebastian out as a person to go with Ariel. What's the 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 um octopus lady's name? You can't do her as a Ursula. actual person. Yeah, Ursula. I well, that's Melissa McCarthy. I hope yeah, they make but, it as real as possible. But, but it'll probably got, be like CGI over her face, probably. <laughs> just cover that up. But, right. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying. A lot of these characters are like C characters. Okay. Yeah. You can't, you can't just make them human. Yeah. A lot of them are, I don't know how to do it. I don't know. But then you could, I mean, in Aquaman, you have those other versions of the uh, mer people who were more fish like, who would have been a in, more interesting movie. Um, and they could take that approach. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure when it's supposed to come out. But um, I don't know. But it seems like they just started shooting the movie this year. So okay. maybe we can expect it by next year. Maybe late 2022. Yeah. Um, I, the Little Mermaid is not really one of my favorites, but um, I watched. Yeah, I, I, I actually really like uh, the one we're making. Yeah, I'm not sure what else they have planned to make as a live-action movie. But, I mean, <clears throat> they got some really good ones and some mediocre ones. I don't think any of them have been bad. I agree. There's not one that I'm like, oh, that was a complete flop, you know? But they, well, I, well, Oh, wait a minute. The, Lion King. The Snow White <laughs> and the Huntsman ones, I don't know. I didn't care for those. The Lion King, I, I wouldn't call it a flop. It's just that was Not a hard one to live up to. That, it, right? I mean, a lot of money. but that was just a hard one to live up to. And um, people were because you compare it to the cartoon, and I think that's like with the Cruella movie, for example. This Cruella film was completely different than anything we've seen from 101 Dalmatians, but with the Lion King. It was shot for shot, the same film, just a different kind of animation. So it lended itself more to comparison between the two films. And you're never going to live up to the nostalgia of the original. So it was doomed from the start um, to be anything like the original. But when you take a film and just change everything or just take a, a character and make it about them, well, then you then it's easier to make a quote unquote better movie because we haven't seen this before. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, they should have made a movie about Rafiki. You know, that would have been a good <laughs> movie. <laughs> Rafiki origin. I feel like a Rafiki movie would just be the Clumps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bunch of different versions of Rafiki <laughs> around a table, around a tree. Cracking jokes all day long. Um, I don't know. They should have said we were Lion King one and a half and made that one the live action one. But then people probably be complaining about, oh, why didn't you make the original live action? Nobody yeah. cares about this one and a half. That's true. No one wants to hear about uh, Simba's cousin. You know, or, or maybe, maybe it should have been like Lion King three, 
I, we at Lion King too, of course, with you know, um, the, the children. But maybe we go another generation, and that was live action. I don't know. That could work. I mean, it's something new, kind of builds on that story. Yeah. But either way, people would have complained. I mean, I might have complained, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I think the live action Lion King movie looks great. Um, you know, it looks so realistic. But the thing that's missing is the characterization. Um, we don't have all of the same people coming back to do the voice acting. I mean, that yeah. probably could have played a role in it, but it lost that connection and feeling that you got from the animated movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Whenever you go again, shot for shot, the same film, and it's so good the first time, uh, and you're obviously getting less. I mean, that Lion King was like National Geographic's Lion King, um, so it's just not be the same as interesting. Yeah, it's it's, it's just not. Um, but yeah, um, any other thoughts about Cruella? Um. No, I think it's it's a fun one. Definitely a good watch. Um, you don't gotta rush and go see it. You, know, you can wait till it's free uh, or find it somewhere else. Uh, but <laughs> it's it's all right. Yeah, um, I think at the least it's an interesting watch. You get the perspective of the villain and how she came to be who she was, and um, great acting. Really good acting. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and give it a rating. So uh, the lowest rating is trash. Middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So how do you rate the Disney Plus film, Cruella? I would rate Cruella as... Uh, that's rough. Um, I'll say... Low, low background noise. Low? Uh, I, it's low to mid, but I think it's what's low. Because <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's it's good for what it is. It's highly rated. A lot of people love it. Um, I feel like it's a Disney fanatic's dream. Uh, I'll go, I'll go mid, mid background noise. Mid background noise. Because it's, it's, it's no Maleficent. It's not too exciting. It takes a stretch for the story to make sense. The animated dogs. <laughs> yeah. But you do got to pay attention to catch some of the stuff with the necklace and the big reveals. But yeah, I didn't want my cup of tea, really. I didn't. Probably not going to rewatch it. Yeah. Well, um, I can agree with that. Um, I think it's, for me, just watching it one time is enough. I enjoyed it for that one time. But after that, I probably won't really care that much about it. Um, but I'm going to rate this one as a mid-level background noise. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a fun movie. I think kids will enjoy it. The whole family could probably enjoy this. Um, you know, who, who um, upstages each other on their wickedness, but mm. <laughs> but um, I think it's a good watch. I would recommend to watch it just just one time, at least one time. 
but it's kind of hard saying why you should watch it. But. <laughs> there's no lessons. I mean, there's nothing to be gained. It's if you're curious about what could have possibly made Cruella cool, um, this will tell you. It's hard because in these situations, I feel like the film isn't necessarily a kid's film. I think kids would be bored watching this. It's definitely for adults, people who grew up, you know, around our age, who knew the Dalmatians or, you know, watched those animated series or um, watched the old live action films. So it's for an older audience. And it's, I guess, more graphic. I mean, there's murder, but there's no lessons. There's no deep connections to anything. Yeah. Middle of the road. It's kind of boring. It's not funny enough to be a comedy. It's not dramatic enough to be a drama. Ah, I don't know what is classified as. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, the lead up to a villain. Um, I guess the person that I could relate with the most is John the valet. And I think that's just disrespectful <laughs> to call him a valet. <laughs> he was a more interesting character and he's played very interesting characters um, so I feel like he might have been underutilized in this um, unfortunately but yeah he was an interesting character would like to see more from him he's a cool guy in general in most of the roles he plays yeah Mark Strong but yeah uh Go out there and watch it, but don't pay for it. At least not the thirty dollars. Um, <laughs> uh, but that does it for us at A Reviews. Thank you everybody for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description. And if you want to send us a message, you can click the message link and get featured on the show. And thanks for listening. <laughs>